This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. A spokesperson for the late Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny is demanding that Russian authorities immediately hand over Navalny's body to his family, saying on X, a former Twitter, that Navalny's mother and his lawyer were turned away from a morgue where they were told his body had been taken. Reports out of Russia say more than 100 people have been detained in multiple cities after they came to lay flowers for Navalny. President Biden is putting the blame for Navalny's death squarely on Russian President Vladimir Putin. NPR's Franco Ordonez reports. President Biden says he was not surprised, but is outraged by the news of Alexei Navalny's death. Speaking at the White House, the president praised the opposition leader for his courage standing up to the Kremlin. He was so many things that Putin was not. He was brave. He was principled. Biden said there was no doubt that Putin was at fault. But make no mistake, make no mistake, Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Putin is responsible. Biden said the tragedy underscores the stakes and the need for Congress to approve a package of aid to Ukraine for its defense against Russia. Franco Ordonez. NPR News, the White House. Vice President Kamala Harris is due to hold a joint press conference shortly with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The two are at the annual Munich Security Conference as further U.S. military aid for Ukraine has been held up by congressional Republicans. The conference is being held amid worries about the U.S. commitment to NATO after former President Donald Trump said if re-elected later this year, he would not defend allies who failed to spend enough on defense. Ukraine's new military chief meanwhile, says his troops are withdrawing from a city in eastern Ukraine. He ordered the withdrawal from the city of Avdivka early today. It's been besieged by Russian forces for months. A report released this week from the Justice Department reviewed more than 300 deaths in federal prison over nearly a decade. NPR's Meg Anderson reports the agency's internal watchdog found that chronic understaffing might have contributed to some of the deaths. The DOJ's Office of the Inspector General found that insufficient staffing was a factor in at least 30 of the deaths they reviewed. Understaffing has been a well-documented problem in the Federal Bureau of Prisons for decades. To make up for staffing shortages, the BOP often assigns employees who are not guards, like a nurse or social worker, to perform the duties of a guard. It also commonly requires employees to work overtime. The OIG report found that both practices potentially made staff sleep-deprived and less vigilant. Understaffing in health and psychology positions in particular were singled out as an obstacle to providing adequate mental health care. More than half of the deaths reviewed by the DOJ were by suicide. Meg Anderson, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. Former President Donald Trump is vowing to appeal a New York judge's decision ordering him to pay more than $350 million for civil fraud. The fine is a win for New York Attorney General Letitia James, whose lawsuit alleged Trump misrepresented financial figures to get cheaper loans and other benefits. NPR's Andrea Bernstein. Basically, New York State Supreme Court Judge Arthur Ngoron rejected every single defense Trump and his team presented in months of testimony. The judge said the law only requires that defendants intended to defraud, not that they were victims, not that anyone relied on his false statements. The judge said it didn't hold water, that it was Trump's accountant's fault. 
Judge Ngoron's ruling also bars Trump and his sons, Don Jr. and Eric, from running companies in New York for at least two years. All of the major stock indexes lost ground this week, as NPR's Scott Horsley reports. A hotter-than-expected inflation report on Tuesday triggered a sell-off in the stock market as investors worried the Federal Reserve might wait longer to start cutting interest rates. Consumer prices in January were up 3.1 percent from a year ago. While that's a smaller annual increase than the previous month, the cost of services, such as car repair, continue to climb at a stubbornly rapid rate. Stocks regained some ground later in the week after a report showing a steep drop in retail sales, which might take some pressure off inflation. Shoppers spent less money on gasoline and new cars last month while spending at restaurants was up. For the week, the Dow lost a tenth of a percent, the S&P 500 index lost four tenths, and the Nasdaq fell one and a third percent. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. And you're listening to NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Schizophrenia and Psychosis Action Alliance, shattering barriers to treatment, survival, and recovery. People with schizophrenia can recover and thrive. More at wecanthrive.org. 